over here talking, having a good old time. What up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to the Cal and KO Show, brought to you by Anchor FM, Cal, KO, and lovely guest, Kalea, the daughter. She's just now learning how to use her vocal cords, so she's trying to get in, get a piece of this little podcast here. Yeah, I, I had a few comments from the last one that we put up that uh, somebody was like, hey man, the show sounds good. I heard uh, I heard your little man in there trying to steal the show. That's <laughs> what he does. Shout out to my little man, Jet. Kids get cute and they steal the show. Yeah. That's what they have. I told you, he's going to be cuter than you. She is going to be cuter than you. She already is. Yeah. She woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> she woke up like this. She woke up like this. <laughs> okay. Anchor. Anchor. So, yes. Thanks. Got, guys, download the app. It's a beautiful app. Wonderful app. Very easy to use. It's got a lot of channels on there. Very informative people. Very interesting characters. A lot of diversity. Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. I like it. I agree. So if you want to ever communicate with us, because we would love to hear from you, get your feedback, get your uh, opinions on what you hear as far as the Cal and KO show is concerned, all you got to do is download the app, sign up, and then go look for Cal and KO show. You can, you can call in and you can leave your messages and we will get you, we will get them, and we will put them on the show. Also want to give a shout out to Dr. Benavides with Medicine Remix. That's yeah. a very good channel as well. Fatherhood. It's a beautiful thing. That's lovely. Babies. Oh, babies. Yeah, we just let that ride. <laughs> just let that ride. We let just the let that ride out. The NPR voice. I just noticed as we stopped talking, she stopped talking. So for the sake of keeping the peace in the house, I just had a little couple seconds of silence right there. (laughs) It's gonna small. (laughs) You get that moment of silence for this small baby break. You get that silence as you can get it, right? Are you getting back to a normal sleeping schedule? Uh, Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's consistent, so it's not the normal get you know go to bed at eleven, wake up at six type thing. It's more like a go to bed at ten. Wake up at 3, feed the baby, rock her to sleep, back in the bed at 3.30, wake up again at 6, feed the baby, hang out with the baby, teach the baby new words, tummy time, things like that, and then hopefully she gets a nap somewhere in there where you can get some breakfast. Is this day-to-day, um, is the day-to-day schedule and grind of being a father of a newborn tougher or easier than the schedule you had to go through as a professional athlete oh definitely this i mean you you wake up with a plan in mind like i'm gonna do this this and this today and then rarely does it ever happen you get thrown curveballs it's like you don't plan your life just live it for the moment for now enjoy the baby because the baby gonna do what the baby wants to do yep and it looks like you got one of the boss babies full-on suit management material have you seen the movie yet i have not seen the movie, oh boss but baby. i know that she's still not the boss <laughs> you don't think so? I, she is a part of an LLC. She's a managing member of the LLC. She's not the CEO of my house. <laughs> so you say. So says you. Hey, if I stop working, then she stops living. So she's not the boss. No, that's not true. If you stop working, she's going to keep living. She's just going to give you a whole bunch of crap for the quality of her life going down because you stopped working. If you think about it really, you call a baby a boss, a baby doesn't pay the bills, the baby doesn't do anything but wait for you to help them. They're helpless. I've never known a helpless boss. 
Nice. Nicely put. But you know, but you know how parents will always try to tell you what to expect as though they know your kid and they know you as a person and they try to give you all of the cliche uh, comments and advice per oh, se that was given to them. That's the funniest. Like, my baby is not your baby. Don't sit there and tell me, oh, your baby's so beautiful, she, she's going to have you wrapped around her finger. Like, what does that mean, wrapped around her finger? I'm just going to do whatever the baby wants me to do because I, I don't care about the baby's well-being. Oh, the baby wants to uh, eat right now at, at 4 in the morning. She wants a double cheeseburger and ice cream and a 40 ounce. Oh, yeah, because I'm wrapped on her finger, I'm just going to get it for her because I do whatever she wants you to do. Come on, man. That's the stupidest thing i ever heard in my life. I agree with that. I think we're going to touch on that when we get back. It's Cal and KO Show, Anchor FM, taking a quick break. Download the app, Anchor FM, in your uh, app store and check us out. Hit us up. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. But like we said, this is the Cali KO Show brought to you by Anchor FM. There's a lot to bring people down in the world right now. Uh, people's look isn't a very optimistic look. And we were sitting here during the break and Kasim is reading off some of his notes that he's been getting from his acting class. And it's pretty dope because I feel like they apply to everyday life. Um, yeah. So, man, like, just... Go yeah, ahead. I was just saying that everybody was saying that uh, because the president is who is who he is and what he does, that we're all like doomed, or you know, the U.S. is going to be heading towards downfall, or all this negative stuff. And one of the notes that I got from Glenn Morshower, who's been in acting for about forty-five years, he's been at the top of the cream of the crop. You know, he knows what he's talking about. So he's giving life experiences to younger actors, up-and-coming people that are like we're impressionable at this age because we're trying so hard to become something that we're not yet. So. His number one note was, don't pre-decide what you're not before you have a chance to become it. Well, that's deep. I like that. Yeah. It's like people always think, oh, you know, I'm not going to do this because it's just going to go this way. Like you already preconceived notions that, that dictate your uh, dictate your outcome. And uh, Bob Donnell, who's a friend of mine, also said, whatever you deem acceptable will become inevitable. Yeah, I like that. And what I think is always funny is, I'm sure you know this, but how people say that the successful people, the innovators, they see what 95% of the people are doing, and then they do the opposite. Yes. So you can be you know, in the 95, or you can be in the 5, and it's very easy to get discouraged and have people bring you into that 95. Yeah, and then another one of his notes was, don't be just like everybody else. Find a way to be different. And that's the thing you were hitting on right now, is the fact that people say, okay, well, I'm going to take this class, and I'm going to learn how to do business. Okay, well, you learn how to do business the way uh, Steve Jobs did. But there's a couple things that Steve Jobs could have done to make himself even better. He could have outdone himself. So your competitive edge is not only learning what everybody else knows and being good at that, but also finding out what they don't know and then doing that also. Because there's a lot of things that people don't do that you should do. Yes. I think a lot of you got to be aware of um, your surroundings and you want to learn from other people's mistakes, not always learn from your own. I try to, and it's easier said than done. If you really are being observant and pay attention to what other people are doing, you find a way to tweak something and then make it make it your own. In basketball, right? Jordan watched Dr. J. Kobe watched Jordan. There's a progression there that you follow a successful blueprint. Yeah. Successful blueprints. Successful blueprints. Yeah. Just saying. And then the funny thing, though, is that all of us, like, uh, I hope Donald Trump doesn't get elected, or 
I wish Donald Trump would get elected or I want there to be a new president. The funny thing about it is that you shouldn't hope, wish, or want. You just do. What can you do to make a difference? Because that's the only thing you control is your own actions. So hope, wishing, and wanting, that's like a little kid uh, putting his uh, pole into the pond and, and hoping a fish comes. I don't go fishing hoping I'm going to catch a fish. I go out there knowing I'm going to catch a fish. One of them that I like to I go off of is how life is 10% what happens 90% how you react to it yeah. And that's to piggyback What you were just saying A little while ago About only The only thing you can Can control is you And how you go about things It's not about What yeah. someone did to you It's about how you react To what they did And what you put out there Is all you can control That is amazing I was going to say that ne The next note I had Was the same exact thing It's like don't make plans Just plan on being wonderful So I'm going to Plan to do something like oh, Today I'm going to go Do this this and this Or I'm going to go apply for this job. Think, don't worry about the action of applying for the job. Just go in there and do something wonderful. Because you being wonderful is just you being you. So nothing more can be asked of you other than be wonderful. Be yourself. Be the best at whatever you're, you are. Um, there's a quote I heard uh, not too long ago. Um, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly. But it was one of those that people, people don't always remember your mistakes they don't always remember they don't always remember the good things you did or the bad things they did what they remember is how you made them feel yeah cal and ko show anchor fm you already know what it is thank you for listening to us hey i want some more of those notes man i feel like i'm in your acting class right now <laughs> somebody said once that nice guys finish last do you believe that no in some occasions but I, I, so the thing about it though is that everybody gets caught up in if you're a nice guy you're gonna finish last as if that's the only reason why you finish last maybe you just sucked <laughs> maybe it's not because you're nice that you finish last so what that does that, that convinces a whole generation that being nice means you're gonna finish last that one quality that trait that's the reason why you finish last you could've just lost to a better person yeah yeah it could it, maybe it's not that you suck maybe it's not that you're nice Maybe the guy that you just went against just happens to be an absolute beast. I'm sure Tom Brady's a nice guy. He's not finishing last. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Yeah. And the other one, don't get your hopes up. Why? That's rude. What do you mean, don't get my hopes up? Like, don't hope for anything? Just accept whatever's thrown at me? I won the first race I ever ran in my life. I beat out 500 million sperm to be born. <laughs> I I won odds that aren't even in the odds of winning the lotto. I didn't that's think that's, go that's there. tougher odds than winning the lotto. I beat five hundred million runners to win that race. Now you're gonna tell me don't get my hopes up? I hope to be better than what I was before. I'm not gonna regress. You're like I defied odds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ain't supposed to be I, here. You know, hey, I gotta be on my history test. Now I know I should shoot for an A minus or you know, on my next one, but hey, Maybe I shouldn't get my hopes up. I should just be happy with this B. Because at least it's better than a C. Well, what about this one? And you, you finish that. See if you, if you know it. Because everybody knows these. It's so grained, it's so hard-grained into our culture that people just accept it as that's common knowledge. You're supposed to know it and follow it. Yeah. What about this one? The grass is always... Greener on the other side. Ah. Wow. This is a setup for discontent. Yes. Yeah. Don't believe that lie. 
and it's it's okay. It, it makes it okay for you to just be a pessimist and and not appreciate what you already have and be upset about what you don't have. It creates envy. That's why grass is greener. They pick the word grass and green because it relates to envy. So Solid. I'm gonna continually Deep. I'm gonna continually want what's not where I'm at. So the grass over there is greener. Okay, cool. Let's say, for instance, you get that grass. You get promoted to the grass that's greener on the other side. Now that you're on the other side and you're tending to the grass, the person who was tending to that grass that made it greener has left, and now you're the new steward of that grass. Guess what happens to that grass that you're now occupying? It looks like it looks like the same brown stuff with root uh, with the weeds that you had before. Yes. So what, what you, you were saying something about Demi Lovato said something about that? Oh yeah, the, the Demi Lovato song. She's got a new song, Sorry Not Sorry. Yeah. But she's got a line in her song where she says, the grass is always greener under me. I'm like, okay, she getting there. She, she getting deep with that one, which is, which is true. <laughs> That's some confidence right there. It, it is. The grass it is. is greener under me because she makes it green. Yeah. That's crazy because... Uh, my friend Bob Donnell, who's a motivational speaker, said this this quote, and I love it because it helps it helps negate that grass is greener on the other side quote. He said, "Whatever becomes acceptable becomes inevitable." So if you accept the fact that the grass is greener on the other side, it's going to be greener on the other side. So if you believe and accept that you are the best gardener or lawnmower on the planet, wherever you stand, it's going to be like Katy Perry: the grass is greener under me. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. <laughs> I, I see that. Um, there was one of those NFL seasons of the hard knocks, and the special teams coach was talking to the squad, and he said, um, paraphrasing basically that it's you that gets in the way of you doing your job. Once your brain gets involved and you start to doubt yourself or you or you feel insecure about what you're doing instead of just going out there and doing it that's when you go out there and you mess up when you're thinking about the fact that you're not as fast as the other guy instead of just flying down the field and smacking the dude with the ball that's the realest yeah it, it, basically that's like your your mindset is everything your, your your mind is the sharpest object you have the sharpest weapon you have yo this is the Cali KO show Brought to you by Anchor FM. We sitting here watching old Mike Tyson video, training video. I don't care what nobody says. Mike Tyson was the pound for pound best boxer ever to play the sport and the best entertainer. The, think stuff, so? he, the stuff he said, the stuff he did. He was just he just had that kind of a electrifying personality where like any little thing he did was magnified ten times more. And I think that uh, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, they pale in comparison to how Mike Tyson was in his prime. He was a professional, but he backed up his talk with action, not just going there and move around, dance, hit some people, score points, and, and you know, get on the end. People got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> there was a wake of destruction he in, was, in his back. He was a puncher. That boy was knocking people's heads off. Greatest to ever do it. He, I mean, you, you I mean, I can, you, 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 you buy that pay-per-view, you're going to get a knockout. Like Some good stuff's going to happen. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good little boxing argument to have. You know, greatest ever. I mean, I, it's it's everyone's. It's either Tyson or it's Ali. Yeah. It depends on your personal preference. Because if you think about like, yeah, Floyd Mayweather makes the most money, or he made the most money, because he's a good businessman. But you know, times have changed. People have to have more money to spend on stuff like that. 
but I'm talking the best entertainer when you when there's a fight coming up, everybody stops everything they're doing to watch that fight. A lot of Floyd Mayweather's fights I've never seen. I haven't seen till recently a couple of his fights here and there, and then the Conor McGregor fight. But I've heard of Floyd Mayweather, but how much excitement can you really get out of a 145 pound dude? <laughs> well, I think my kid almost weighs that much. It, <laughs> I, I mean, that's true. I mean, even with that, the smaller guys back in the day when we were growing up, they used to put paws on each other. Sugar Ray, Hagler, uh, Hitman Hearns. I mean, we had some boys that really used to throw them things. It's just a different era. They all used to try to knock people out yeah, back then. That's, that's all, I'm, now, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. These dudes, like Sugar, Sugar Ray Leonard, wasn't that heavy. But he was out there swinging for the fences, and they was actually brawling. Now it's like tap, tap, move. Tap scores, step back, move. It's, it's skilled. I don't get. Don't get me wrong. It's very hard to, to do what he's doing. Right. I'm saying from an entertainment standpoint, that's not entertaining. What'd you think of this fight though? Uh, well, McGregor. I think it was interesting because he was having to fight. He had to change up his style a little bit, and he was successful. I mean, we all knew he was going to win because you know that's his arena. But um, I I saw him get hit with a couple good hits. Yeah. That you wouldn't expect somebody that's just doing their debut. To be able to get on the, a guy like Floyd Mayweather who has that much skill. So I, I think it was entertaining. I think Connor put up a great fight. Uh, it was interesting to watch. Uh, Floyd just outskilled him. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I thought um, young Floyd would have embarrassed him a little bit more. I mean, yeah. he is 40. He's still the best defensive fighter we've ever seen, but he's a 40-year-old. Yeah. Some of these younger bucks would have put an L on him. Like younger boxers. Yeah, I think so. Um but it, it was it was I thought it was an interesting fight. It wasn't as boring as all the other Mayweather fights because he didn't he didn't respect Connor and he kept coming at him. Like after he took a couple punches, after that like third fourth round, and he was just like I'm coming straight at him. I haven't seen Floyd fight like that since he was Pretty Boy Floyd. Yeah. So I I was happy to watch the fight and watch him do something different instead of, instead of just standing there and watching people miss him. He was really coming at Connor the whole time. So I give. Floyd credit for that. That shows that really shows the difference between boxing with them four ounces and them eight ounces. Because I really thought Connor was gonna rock him, and he never really rocked him. I mean, they say you know you look at the numbers. Yeah, 111 punches, but Floyd was being the aggressor coming forward, letting himself be hit more than he's ever let himself be hit. Yeah, Connor. So got those numbers are just see that uppercut was fresh. It was nice. But he really got like what, like maybe ten, maybe ten solid punches out of those hundred. Yeah. I think overall, Connor was fresh blood for through a dying sport. People were really losing faith in boxing as an entertainment source, and I think that fight was strategic for the boxing world, just to bring a little life back over, real uh, crossover. I mean, I would hope that a lot more uh, MMA artists would cross over to boxing, just you know, go in there, dabble a little bit, hit, hit, whatever, or maybe uh, the other way around too. Just the crossover athletes are just they're just a little more entertaining, you know. I think so. What's going on? What's she, what's what's the daughter looking at? She wants to see some Tyson. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to show my daughter some t- my Tyson fights. So you know, boys start trying to hit on her, or flirting, or saying some inappropriate stuff. You know, my daughter's gonna have a nice uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> don't get in, don't get in the way of a baby in My Little Pony. <laughs> She'll let you know. I turned it to uh, first forty eight. So I wanted to get her to go to bed because yeah. she's not really into, into the first 48. So she's watching it. Mind you, uh, she's only four months old, so they're not technically supposed to know what's going on on TV. She knows what's going on. I turned it for that cartoon, and she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, did you just turn my My Little Pony? 
<laughs> I swear to God. She just stared at me until I turned it back. I turned it back and she looked back at the TV and was, was happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Kids. Yeah, they, seriously. They grow up fast. Yeah, they do. I mean, this kid, he's turning four on Sunday. Yeah, I remember when he was a little teeny tiny. Yep. I don't I don't know who that dude is down there, but he swallowed my baby. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Like he he talks grown man trash already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jet. Kids grow up fast, man. I was I was um, helping out coaching um, Doug's son's uh, Pop Warner football team. Was over there showing him some techniques, uh, coaching him up, giving him some other cheat codes, uh, get him ahead of the curve a little bit. But uh, it was fun. I couldn't be out there all day every day because I would get back into football too much. And I'm one of those extremists where once I get into something, I put all into it, and then I would neglect my family. So that's why I kind of stay away from from uh, football. I think you'd be a good coach too. That's the your, problem. Your knowledge of the game, <laughs> it, yeah, and the way you would be able to teach them, take what you know and what you've learned, and, and then give it to them in a way that they would understand it. Yeah, you'd be a really good coach. Uh, but uh, I understand that because you'd go ham, you'd go all in. Oh, invest all my time in it and I would leave no time for my family and that's what happens to a lot of coaches they, they, they're they in there so much they do double the work and half the pay and then they don't get to spend as much time with their families so they're not making that Matt Stafford money? no this is ridiculous <laughs> nobody should make it that money are you kidding me bro? Wins. are you kidding me? You, you don't have enough playoff wins in order to justify paying that much money now I know he's been throwing uh, for 4,000 yards a season, you know, he's up there with the, the leaders amongst uh, productivity, but that's like Dan Marino. You know, he's a really awesome quarterback and, you know, didn't really get the, the postseason wins. I think that I think calling him Dan Marino is a compliment. No, I'm I saying mean, I'm saying as far as, like, he's electrifying, fun to watch, but you don't get it done at the end like in a big game. Zero playoff wins. But he's, uh-oh, baby. Yeah. But he is the all-time leader for the Lions in all of their major categories. But, again, it's the Lions. Yeah. Um... So I, I, on, on one end, it's like I don't hold – I can't completely blame him for not turning around a franchise that's never really been good. Yeah. But at least he's balling on an individual level. I mean, Barry was the best running back I've ever seen with my own eyes, him and Bo Jackson. But Barry didn't get any – didn't get it done in the playoffs. I know, but he also didn't get <laughs> contracts like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean – I think I think I think there are a couple people that are really well. There's one person that's really pissed off about this. I think that's Derek Carr because he was the highest paid quarterback for all of about two months until Stafford got this deal. And then who's really happy is Aaron Rodgers going. If you pay in this to him, oh, I'm about to ball. Did you finish your other chore? Ah, oh, see, then you can't play video games until you're done with your chores. Dad life, interrupting the podcast. That's how we roll. We're, I guess we just gotta yeah. let that fly. Uh, <laughs> baby, baby wanted to be rocked this week. Baby wanted to be rocked. Another baby wants to play video games for chores. And the point of this, the moral of this break is nobody puts babies in the corner. It's Cal and KO show brought to you by Anchor FM. Uh, I'm just going off the cuff a little bit right now. Me and Kasim have known each other for a very long time. We, I consider them family. We have very good conversations. A lot of our great conversations come off mic more than they do on mic. 
and and I feel like what we're trying to accomplish with this show is is taking the uh, taking the content that we talk about off mic while bringing the lightheartedness and love that comes with it and, and, and projecting that on the mic. I personally feel like when we talk about topics as far as uh, politics, law enforcement, very serious issues, I, I catch myself stumbling over words and overthinking what I'm going to say because I'm very aware of the fact that this is a, a volatile time in our uh, country. And not to mention, I'm older, I have kids, things of that nature, so I don't want to sit here and, and say something that's going to uh, affect them in any type of way later. But, when I get off the mic and me and KO are sitting here talking, we can sit here and we say whatever the hell we want, and that's in there. the reason we can do that is because we know that there's no malice behind what we say. And we can sit here and we can agree to disagree or just go ham at each other over serious topics but know that there's love behind it and and I, I'm just trying to express that uh, our goal as a show is to have what we do off mic come across on mic and we, we want to use this platform for everybody else who we are fortunate if you listen to us but if you do listen to us and you agree with us or disagree with us or you have something to say, then please go to Anchor FM, check the app, download the app, and we would love to hear your feedback. And I want everyone to know that this is a platform where it comes from love. I don't want you to overthink what you're saying. I want you to say what you say and, and feel that. And just and we will go off of your vibe and we can we can judge whether there's hate or malice or both neither behind it and we can go from there but the point of this is to get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations and and understanding that the person might not be doing it out of hate I just went on a very long Jerry Springer final thought while the baby was crying um so Kasim had to step away from the mic but if there's anything that you'd like to say I mean please feel free I don't know my, my thing is uh, conflict spurs change so you wouldn't be able to light a match without conflict you know what I'm saying that hard service has to light that match so if you embrace conflict as a necessary part of uh, living then you'll be able to accept change because you know that change comes from conflict Anchor FM <laughs> Download us. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>